Welcome to My Business Playbook, where we pull back the curtain on the steps and missteps of successful people. You'll hear a raw and unfiltered play-by-play of what's worked and what hasn't, giving you helpful advice and insights so you can build your dream business. I'm your host, Laura Higgins, and this is My Business Playbook. Hello and welcome back to My Business Playbook. It is so good to be with you. Laura Higgins here. I'm so excited about today's conversation. We are speaking with a very special guest. But before we dive into that, I wanted to let you know that we are taking on new clients inside the Next Level Club. Now, the Next Level Club, in case you don't know what it is, it is our 12-month group coaching program designed for creative service providers who want to level up their service-based business. We work with our clients every single week to help them to earn more money, find more freedom, and to finally attract their dream clients and stop trading their time for money. So if you want to level up faster, and if you want to work with me and my team to do that, then all you need to do is send me a DM on Instagram with the words next level, and I will send you all the info. We can have a chat about whether it's the right fit for you. It's a pretty awesome program. It's where I spend most of my time and I love, love, love working with our clients to help them to level up and to fast track their growth. So if that sounds like your kind of party, if you're stuck at your current level and you need a plan to level up, then we should chat. Okay, we're going to dive into this episode. Let me introduce our wonderful guest, Nicole Culver. Now, Nicole helps experts set up high ticket evergreen funnels in their businesses so that they can scale their business and cut their work hours in half. That should have you listening in, my friend, because what she does is she helps you to make sales every single day. We're going to dive deep into the essentials of an evergreen funnel, the common mistakes most people make in their content that's hurting their sales, the three types of buyers in your funnel and how to sell to each, and how to diagnose why your audience aren't engaging. We dive deep. You're going to love this conversation. If you want to make more sales in your business, which I think is probably most of you, And if you want to do it without sacrificing more of your time, then you're going to love this episode. Let's dive in to my conversation with the wonderful Nicole Culver. Well, Nicole, I am so excited to have you on the show. I've been following you for a while and I kept seeing your content and was like, oh my goodness, we need Nicole in our lives. We need her to come on the podcast. So I'm really, really looking forward to this conversation You are an evergreen funnel expert. And I mean, I know that you're multiple things. You're a mom. You run your business with your partner as well. I'm like so curious about, I know we're going to go into funnels and all the sales side of things because that's like your your jam. But I want to know, what is an evergreen funnel expert and how did you start? Oh my gosh. Well, how far back do you want to go? <laughs> so I'll start with I'll start with the easy question. What is an evergreen funnel sales expert? And the easiest way I can describe it is we help you make sales every single week. That is like my easiest definition because a lot of people get into okay, evergreen funnels, they're so complicated, mm. but we keep it really simple and we say we help you get sales every single week in your business so you're growing your audience, growing your leads every day and getting sales every week. Like that is my ultimate goal for every single one of my clients is they have one or multiple, ideally, after a while of working with us, sales every single week. 
Amazing. So I was going to go back, back, back and answer, <laughs> answer yes, the rest please. of the question. So I'll do it. I'll do it short. So I was a teacher in 2011. I quit my teaching job and I went into a totally different health. I was a health coach and I had a food business. So very different from what I'm doing today. But how we got started was we started selling in stores. We started selling locally and then we started actually selling online. So we made, um, we paid someone a lot of money to build a website for us. So we had a storefront and we were running Facebook ads as early as you could run Facebook ads, like 2012, 2013, building our email list, getting cold buyers to buy our food products. So fast forward years later, we started getting asked all the time, like, how are you getting customers online? How are you growing your food business online? So we started doing more consulting. We started a Facebook ads agency. And it really started because in when we were doing Facebook ads for ourselves, we were always looking for consultants to like look at our ads and see how to improve. And we did everything from testing. And I, I work with my husband, so he was always doing the ads. And when we we worked with this consultant that was like, say, this was like 20, 2015, 2016. And we paid her, you know, like for an hour of her time. And she looked at her ads and she was like, your ads are working great. You don't need someone to run your ads. You're doing a really great job. And it was kind of in that moment where we're like, oh, okay. And then we started helping other people with it because our food business, you know, I don't know how it is where you live, but food is not that profitable. The profit margins Mm. are really teeny tiny. Facebook ads, a lot larger profit margin. So we went into the coaching and consulting and started a Facebook ads agency. So we have seen our funnels and then the behind the scenes of many clients' funnels. And we started working on our framework with our Facebook ads agency because it's not just about the Facebook ad, right? Their Facebook ads could be performing the best in the world, but if you're putting it on a funnel or a process or a sales system that doesn't work, it doesn't matter how good your your Facebook ads are. So then we started helping clients with that. And it's been since 2011. So we're like ancient turtles, we like to say. (laughs) And uh, that's how we got here. (laughs) And I totally... Uh, relate to that thing of, you know, because for, for my background, I was working with people when I first started, I was working with people on their social media. And then they'd be like, why am I not making sales? And I would be like, well, like, look at your website. <laughs> and then it would be like, oh, okay, so website's important. Oh, so brand's important. And it's like pulling at this thread. And then you realize, actually, in order to build a successful business, or at the very least, a successful online business, there's this system that needs to be in place so that all of the parts of the journey are really beautiful and seamless. So I, I love that you work with your husband. And it's so interesting because my husband and I, we work together as well. And he was the ads guy and we now outsource oh! our ads, but he was the okay. ads guy. So he kind of like got obsessed with Facebook ads. And um and so, yeah, that, that's really funny that he, he kind of looks after all of our funnels and things. But it's really, I love that we'll have to have a conversation about, maybe not recorded conversation, <laughs> but about working <laughs> with your husband and what that's like. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's really, really cool. So, so you started with ads. You've moved into 
funnels. Do you still work with people on their ads? We don't actually. We kind of parted ways very amicably because there are many of our last ads clients are some of our really good online entrepreneurial friends. And we basically in at the end of 2022, because we had year long contracts with a lot of our clients, we were like, hey, we're we're not going to be doing this anymore. What we do do still is we work on a consulting basis where we will train uh, people's teams and teach yeah. them how to run Facebook ads if they have someone on their team. So we still have uh, a handful of like one-on-ones that, we, that Dan will meet with monthly that will train them and we teach them our system and then they can get it up and running. So it's really like a short term and then on like an as-needed consultant basis. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Okay, so now you're just like doubling down on evergreen funnels. Can you explain to me, firstly, like if we get really, really basic, what is a funnel? Yeah, super basic. A funnel is any sales system. Like that is the simplest way. Every sales system has traffic, leads, and conversion. So it's how you make how you make money. So we like to say like the simplest funnel out there can literally be tell, asking someone to DM you a link and then they and then they buy. Like it's a sales system and we really uncomplicate it and we mm. try to take all as many of the barriers away and I think in kind of the online world, there can be a lot of extra barriers that you throw at your people and it's my kind of belief and prediction that as we go on and there's more and more noise in the internet, the more barriers you have to buy, the lower your conversions are going to be. Yes. So when you say barriers to buy, what what is an example of that? Yeah. So basically there's, there's a lot of examples, but I'll say, I, and it's, I'm interested to hear like maybe your your audience isn't in like the almost like the three part video series live launch model, but that's yeah. what a lot of like online marketers do at this point. And if you have to put like 10 videos or 10 steps in front of your people before they can ever make a purchase, then you're losing sales. Because of course, there will be, we call them the nurture buyers who do want to consume, who do want to show up, who do want to watch everything. But Mm. there's also those buyers who are more like me, who have already made a buying decision within five minutes of of seeing you. And they just want to buy quickly. Like I, I know I make my choices very quickly with most things. So I don't want to wade through like hours of videos and super long sales pages. I just want it to be quick. Yes. And that's so, it's so interesting that you say that because I was having lunch with a friend yesterday and we do live launches as well as evergreen sales. Um, for depending on the product that we're selling, but we were chatting yesterday about okay, live launches, how are they different? How are they, because the the classic, like we're opening the card on Monday and we're closing the card on Friday. I have found, and this is just myself, I'm not sure what else is happening in the industry, but I have found people are becoming a bit more sophisticated and a bit more like, ah, that, that's fake, not, not fake urgency, but there's a, there's a, a level of awareness that people have now um, that maybe people didn't have before. So it's it's making me think, okay, how do we do that? How do we um, 
open the cart or or do some sort of live launch without it feeling like it's a missed opportunity because we're only allowing people in in a certain amount of time, but also uh, without it absolutely exhausting me <laughs> because it's mm-hmm. a bit exhausting. Doing the launches has been, I gear myself up and, you know, we've gotten much better at it and there's a lot more ease with it, but there still is an element of, okay, we're gearing it, like get ready and you kind of like put your fists together and I don't know, you just get ready to, for a big week. So I'm curious. So do you feel like the launch model will still work in 2023? I, of course, I think anything can work. And that's probably like the most annoying answer <laughs> ever. <laughs> but I think that there is some elements you can bring in to make it work better at this point. Yeah. And we we kind of have diagnosed the three different types of buyers that there are. And the fast buyers, I you just have to play to each buyer. I think mm. there's so many important things. But number one, like, is there a way for people to buy quickly? Like, can you entice the people who've been around for the launches before? They Maybe they've watched you one, two, three, four times before. Maybe they're just ready. Like, how can you reward them and not make them have to sit through the live launch. That's the first thing. And then for as far as like enticing people, I think it also does come down to, um, I'm sure you do this, but being real. And I'm going to throw out a word that I don't love, but it's perfect for this is like authentic. Like it can't be, Mm. it can't be fake. If you're doing the same thing every launch and they know like, oh, I watched the last launch and you did the same thing. So is this, I'll just wait till next time. Like how can you bring in real, real scarcity? How can you bring in real elements Mm. for that really is like this one time only we do, we do two live events a year. So that's like, if you you don't sign up now, like you can't come, like you can't get that time. You know what I mean? Like you can't go back in time and and come to this event. So how can you add in things that are, that are going to make people say, I need this and I need this now. I I can't Mm. wait. Mm. So you've got your fast buyers and then you mentioned your nurture buyers. Talk to us about the nurture buyers. Yeah, those are going to be the people who have hung around for a while, the yeah. people who really feel like they need to really, you know, that like, that no like trust factor. With why I love Evergreen so much is that you can, if a nurture buyer needs to hang around with you three launches mm. and you know, okay, most of my buyers, they come in two to four launches is when they buy. If you're only doing one launch a year, that's two to four years. But if wow. you're ever if you're evergreen and you are doing live trainings, and we've seen this with one of our one of our multi seven figure clients, he switched and he just brought in a live training every single week, and he noticed that the the buying period way sped up because now they they needed to hang out with him two to four times, but he was doing them weekly. Oh, amazing, right? And so. It's the principles remain the same. It's that they they need to know, like, and trust you and they need to spend uh, because you're so right. Like most of our people who buy our products actually listen to this podcast. And so we know if we have a conversation with someone who's like, I listen to the podcast every week, that's a big tick for us because we know, okay, cool, you, you're not unfamiliar with me, which just means that there's an an element of trust there, which is super, super important. But I love that idea of, well, how can you apply that same principle 
doing something weekly with your audience to to nurture those people who aren't quite ready. Because I do think sometimes we can go, if you're not ready to buy right now, go away. <laughs> and it's like most right. people aren't. Like, because I'm like you, I'm a fast buyer. I, when it comes to business stuff, I'm like, if I if I like someone's vibe, I'm like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm in. I don't need you to do the whole thing. I'm just. I don't want to go to the webinar, the freebie. I'm kind of like, <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll go to exactly. one thing, but I'm like, I, I just, if I know, I know kind of thing. But just because I'm like that doesn't mean everyone else is like that. And I think it's a, it, it can be a trap that we fall into where we go, oh, you know, why can't people just make a decision and just get on with it and like, come on, take action. But not everyone is wired that way. So you've got your fast buyers, you've got your nurture buyers. What about the people on your list who will never buy? Yeah. What about them? So I, I, I will have, I, of course I have conversations with people that I'm like, you're not, you're not my perfect fit person. We call mm. them the rich niche. We call our perfect buyers and our clients, perfect buyers, the rich niche buyers. And it has nothing to do with money. It's just like, those are the people who are, who desire to change mm. and they're hungry to change and they're ready to change. It's kind of those, those three things. Yeah. And if you're not in that rich niche and you're never going to buy from us, but you want to hang out on my list, then I'm okay with it. We email our list seven days a week, every single day. So most of the time, if they're not if they're not gonna buy ever, then they fall off at some point. Yeah, I love that you email your list every day. Here, like <laughs> it, has, yeah. But here in a, like I don't know if it's a cultural thing, but here in Australia, uh, we email. We probably email our list three or four times, uh, three times a week during a launch. It's it's more. I during a launch had this guy email me. And he was like, you email far too much. I've been on your list for a week and I really like your content, but you are just too much. And I was like, well, that's okay. Like, you can he's like, I've unsubscribed. And I love it when people let you know when they've unsubscribed and you're like, thank you. Like, appreciate that. You're not my person. Like, that's fine. It's, it's a funny thing of like, that's all good. You're not my person. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think people can get really swept up in. I need 10,000 followers on Instagram or I need 10,000 subscribers on my email list when realistically if we, and I know you're like, you're really good at breaking down the numbers, all of your posts on Instagram. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so practical. But like realistically, how many leads do you need in order to make the sales that you want to make? So like, do you need 10,000 people or do you need a thousand? Like it's actually a thousand of the, like you were saying, the rich niche it's like a thousand of those people. That's like more than you could even handle, right? Yeah. And if you have less people and you charge what you need to charge, most people aren't charging what they need to charge because they've picked some random yeah. number out of the sky that isn't actually like a wage that you can live off of. So if you charge what you need to charge to make the money you need to make or that you want to make, it's a lot easier to hit your goals. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Okay. So I want to talk about the evergreen nature of your funnel. So you've mentioned that a funnel is basically just anyway, it's a sales system in which someone can say, I want to buy this thing from you and you can invite them to take action. What do you think for someone who is starting out with a funnel, maybe they have 
a freebie or a lead magnet and they might think, okay, well, that's my funnel done. What are that, that the pieces of the puzzle that someone needs to get right in order to set up a successful evergreen funnel? Yeah, that's such, it's such a good question. So the first thing is the more direct you can be, the more money you will make. I think people, and, and we see this all the time with our clients, they get really nervous to tell people how they can help them. And I know this is kind of like left field, but if you have a freebie and a lead magnet and you can help people with that thing, like just tell them that you can help them with that thing. There's a lot of fluff and there's a lot of really indirect language Mm -hmm. on the internet and that is costing people a lot of money. So we always start with what's your rich niche? What are your money magnet words? And your money magnet words are the things that the word, the key words that your people will talk back to. And usually as experts go, we have the things that we want to talk about that we know will change people's lives. But then there's the things that people are on the internet for scrolling and the problems that are like the top of their mind. So if you're in your expert head using your expert speak, saying things that you care about because you're such an expert and you have a really big heart and you really want to help people, but people are like scrolling while their kids are in the background, it's it's a missed opportunity. Mm. So we always get really clear on what's your rich niche, what are the money magnet words you need to use, and how can you thread that through your entire funnel. So the easiest way to get started with an evergreen funnel is to, one, not even have a funnel, just go on social media and tell people what you do and ask people to respond to you. We can get into the specifics. And then the second level of that is what exactly what you were talking about, having your freebie. And then on the back end of your freebie, start booking you, of course you can do webinars, but that's like the next level of complication. Mm. If you need fast cash and you're ready to get started with this, then book sales calls. We are huge fans of sales calls. They work. You gather data. You hear from real people. You get information. Fastest way to learn your money magnet words. Fastest way to understand what people will pay for. So freebie to a sales call is like the least, the least complicated funnel and where we start most of our clients. Yes. Ah, that makes so much sense. And it's so funny because I'm a huge believer in sales calls. We actually have two calls in our kind of process. And I find a lot of people will do anything they can to avoid offering a sales call. They will go, they will go and I'll I'll set up a really complex you know, they've got to go from here and then they've got to dance down here. And then this is a customer journey. And it looks like this terrifying spider web situation. Whereas my thing is, okay, if they qualify for this product, let's get them on a call. If they qualify for this product, then we don't need to sell by a call. We can sell by chat or we can sell on a webinar. Like I think people overcomplicate it, right? And they make it sometimes, and I'm curious your thoughts around the mindset behind this, But sometimes I find that people, it's almost like an avoidance strategy of like, I need to invest in this extra bit of software or I need to write 10 emails for this sequence before I can take this thing live or I need to have the freebie, it needs to be X, Y, Z before I can actually launch it. What do you think it is in us that does this, that that puts in little obstacles and barriers along the way? I think it's the fear of, it's it's two things. Well, it's a lot of things, but the fear of rejection 
and not liking being uncomfortable because it is, mm. it's, it's uncomfortable and you have to get used to people saying no to you. And if you don't like that, then that it's, it's a lot easier to sit behind a webinar, sit behind, you know, a, a pre-recorded webinar to you know, send out an auto email sequence. But unless you have kind of like earned that, unless you have like tons of case studies, unless you have tons of testimonials, unless you've had usually like even Russell Brunson did live webinars for how many years every single week for a reason. He didn't skip to the pre-recorded stuff. So a lot of people want to skip to the Z because they see mm. big names of big people who have had a lot of years in the business do that. But you didn't see all the years of building that went into it. Mm -hmm. So I think it's fear of rejection and just wanting to stay comfortable. But if you got into business, I don't think that there is room for that. So true. So what would you say to someone who has a freebie and maybe they've got like a welcome sequence or something really simple set up, but it's not converting right now, as in people aren't opting into it? How would you diagnose that that problem? Yeah, well, I would say prob. I mean, there's there's a messaging issue on there because most I think either you have the wrong audience going to the page or the page is not what people want right now. You're even mm. when you do, you have a free thing, you're still selling people because they have to give their time and their energy into the free thing. So you really have to think about is this the right person who's coming to this page? Is this, am I putting this on my personal Facebook profile where, you know, all my college friends and not, maybe not the right people, or if you know, Hey, this is, this is going to the right people and they're not signing up. I'm just going to say it really bluntly. Then they're telling you they don't want it. So if it's not a tech issue, which always, there's always tech issues. You always have to double and triple check on your phone. That is like your key. And it's nothing about you. It's not anything personal mm. about you. It's just about why isn't this, why aren't they saying I need this and I need this right now? And that's that's the question you have to ask. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's such a good point that there are a few different factors. And I've found that often it's it's more of a packaging as in like, it's the, like you said, it's a messaging issue more than it is the actual product or content itself. It's like they haven't even seen the content yet, so they're not rejecting the content. They're rejecting what you're, how you're positioning the content. Then people think, I need to go reinvent this ebook that I've created or this template that I've made. It's like they haven't even seen it. They don't know. They're not rejecting that. They're, they're, <laughs> they're saying no to what you're putting in front of them before they even get to that. So it's, right. I think, the diagnosis of, well, is it the landing page or is it the audience or is it the messaging of the thing? I see a lot of people starting to go, and you're so right, they go, I want to build my email list, so I'm going to create a freebie. And you're right, they'll do something that it's like a 30-page ebook that will, like, stress people the heck out. <laughs> like, no one's, no one's downloading that because it's, it's like a small novel, you know. So I think it's like people underestimate the strategy behind the freebies. What do you feel, like you've mentioned the money magnet piece. 
and the difference between what you think people need, you know, because you and I know they need a whole system, but people want the shiny fun thing, um, which often is like, for me, it's like they want Instagram tips or something. And I'm like, "Ah, that's great. I can give you that. But like, you actually need a full system over here, but the the system Mm -hmm. isn't sexy. So it's like, how do we, how do we create something at the top of the funnel that is sexy and that people really want that still aligns with our core offer? Does that have to do with the money magnet language that you're speaking about? Or is that, is that something different? Yeah. I want to just touch on the 30 page novel for a second, because (laughs) I think as, as big hearted CEOs and again, experts, Often we want to just give people and we're like, I'm going to, I'm going to give them this whole course. It's like 600 hours and I'm just going to give it away for free. But you have to think about like, they're giving you like, what is the the cost to them that they're seeing on that page? Like there's so much energy and sacrifice that goes into, I don't have, and I'm, I know I'm like being cheeky by saying 600 hours, but even one hour, do I have one hour to invest in in this thing? So you really have to think, and it, like you said, it doesn't have to. It doesn't mean that you don't give them the one hour video if you know that really will change their life. But you can't position it as a one hour video. You have to sell them, even though it's for free. You have to sell them on on why they need this. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing, the money magnet words, and I, I'll give a story, I'll share a story. When we started selling right now, um, the only way to work with us is through our seven to seven formula. That's the only way, it's the only program we have. We've been selling this one thing for a year and a half now. When we first started this and we revamped everything, we in in 2019, I, I burned everything to the ground. I was so overwhelmed. I was so burnt out. I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm shutting everything down. And <laughs> that's when we really, we really did the Facebook ads agency because I was toast. Um, so when we relaunched and we were like, okay, we're ready to take our formula and we're put ready to bring it back to market. We were like, we were doing all these sales calls and we we're getting on these sales calls and we're like, hey, we're going to help you fix your offer so you can sell it better so you can get to seven figures. And my husband who does the sales calls was on and he is like a really, he crushes sales calls. He had like an insane Facebook ads um, for our Facebook ads agency. We were, we would have to tell people, no, we can't work with you. You're not ready for this. We would turn people away for that. So we knew he was really good at sales calls and we were like, he was like zero in 10 or something when we were, when we restarted this offer. And we're so data driven that we were like, what is happening here? And we would, we, he would have a great sales call and they'd be like, yes, this is so great. And then he would get to the pitch and they would say, yeah, I'm just going to work on Instagram for now. And um, I'm going to work on my offer in like three months. So I'll come back to you. And the first few people, you're like, oh, that's interesting. That's cute. But then by 10, you're like, I should have five sales by now at least. Yeah. What's happening here? And we were talking about something that no one wanted to talk about. No one wanted to talk about how to make their offer better because they thought that their offer was good enough. 
And they didn't want to pay for that. They didn't want to pay for that either. So we went back to the drawing board, same program, same formula. And we listened to the sales calls and we started hearing the same thing. And that's where really the seven to seven was born because we started hearing what people wanted was to make sales every week. They wanted more sales. They wanted to fix their current evergreen funnels. And that's where it was kind of like, oh my gosh, evergreen funnels we need to we need because that's what we were doing right but our hook was the offer we thought the hook Mm. was the offer the hook wasn't the offer the hook was evergreen sales so that's where we were like oh my gosh this is these are our magnet words and when really selling became easier for us was when we started to take that word evergreen and thread it through the entire funnel so in our opt-ins we're talking about evergreen sales in our live trainings we're talking about evergreen sales on our sales calls we're talking about evergreen sales everywhere because we have figured out like that's what people ask for and that's what people want and desire help with. So how do you do this? One, you have to listen and you have to listen to what people are already asking for. Because yeah. there sometimes as experts, we hear what people are asking for, but then we diagnose them and we tell them that they need something different. Mm-hmm. So if you want to really increase your conversions, you have to figure out what is the thing that I know I can help people with that they are already asking for, that they not only desire, but they're like hungry for. And that's like, I don't know if you follow Alex Hermosi, that's like a direct quote from Alex Hermosi. And when you can thread that through your traffic, your leads and your conversions, that's when you will see your sales really start to come in. And so it's as practical as listening back to sales calls or looking at if you have people DMing you what their challenges are and the language that they're using. And I think that's so interesting because I can totally see how we we do that in our conversion part, but in the traffic and the leads part, we probably don't do that enough. So that's so interesting that it's do you have a collection of words or is it like, no, we're really using one to two or three words? Yeah, we we tend to say it's like three to five. Um, so one of ours we is like a phrase, like why isn't my audience talking back? So mm-hmm. audi- like audience um, engagement, audience growth, evergreen sales are the main ones, but then our people are also really interested in working less, like working in that sweet spot of like 15 to 20 hours a week. So you'll see me occasionally when I share like, oh, this is my schedule. This is what I'm doing today. This is how I break down my week, like things, things like that. Yeah. And it's so interesting that the working less or the schedule side of things, I can imagine coming from a oh, we're really good at Facebook ads. We're really good at building out your offer. We're really good at funnels. That kind of feels left of field in a way because it's like, oh, why are people interested in that? But I think that's so fascinating that it it complements, well, you can do that if you're making sales consistently. Yeah, and it's a lot of, most of our audience are parents. So it yeah. really comes in like working in those school hours or even a lot of people sell little kids. So they're working you know, in those nap time. But when you mm. know your data and you know your money magnet words, when you understand your richness, you don't need to be working more than 15 to 20 hours a week. And then we help you scale up and hire a team and hire a client success manager and, and do all those important things that come later. But you don't need to give it like 40 hours a week. Yeah. 
Now, I want to talk about your Instagram content because one thing that you say is that, like you were saying, that your audience isn't talking back to you. And your Instagram content is really, I really love how you do your content because it just doesn't feel contrived or there's there's nothing about it that feels slick. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean it in a way of it just feels organic and, and kind of it's just you, which I, I really love. A lot of our people are investing a lot of time into creating content and they're finding that it's either crickets, like people, like you say, aren't talking back to them, or they might get like people clapping and going, oh, that's lovely, that's lovely, but they're not handing over their credit <laughs> card, right? What yeah. What do you think is the the mistake that people are making when it comes to their content? Ooh, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to say the first thing that popped popped into my head and I can be very direct. I'm from New York. I'm Italian. And I I say this, I always say things with love, but it's just not that interesting sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it almost like, I don't think I would have said that a year ago because it's like not that, I, I mean it in the best way possible, but if it's not that interesting to your people and, and also like, I think sometimes we can get into again, that whole idea of just like, I need to give a book every time I'm on Instagram and you really have to think about, and just to like bring some levity to it. Like people are literally on Instagram in the bathroom. They're literally like on the toilet. So you really <laughs> have to think about how are they consuming your content? And if everything is like so long, and so deep and so much if they're always saying like, oh, I'll come back to this or or if you're talking over their head, you have to meet them where they are at. And yeah. I have the benefit of I, I make content from our clients. So after I get off a coaching call, after I, get, I, after I listen to something from our clients or I'll read um, a DM I got from a client, I will just make a piece of content from it. And I really look for the themes that are happening for the week. And I don't overcome, I literally do not overcomplicate it. I do all of our social media, so it's not the fanciest and it's not the best, but I just don't make it that hard. I just literally say like, okay, what did this person say to me today? Okay, what did I say back to them? And I I just publish it. No, I love your content because I think it just doesn't feel promo-y. And I think the fact that you are direct gives you an edge in your content because so many people are hiding their message in, like you say, fluffy language or glittery, like, oh, I'm going to make this look cool and like fancy and or trendy or whatever. And I think, yeah, you're right. People don't have time. People don't have time to like unpack what do they mean when they said that word or like, yeah, I think it's the Yeah, you've lost you've lost them. And I only yeah. say this because I've been doing this 11 years and I made so many I I was all of that and it was like when I was willing to just say what what do I say to my clients? You know what I mean? Like mm. I, I want to help people. So can I just say what I say to my clients to Instagram? And I I used I had we had so many social media managers and they did a great awesome job. But I always felt like there was a disconnect and it was on me a hundred percent, but I felt like I was hiding from it instead of just like saying what I really wanted to say. So that's what I think about is like, what are my clients saying? What are my clients asking? And what do I, what do I really want to say? And this is a total aside. So you work in the business with your husband, but it's all under your personal brand 
How do you go mm-hmm. navigating that as a mom? Like you've got you've got kids, you've got you're busy, you've got life happening. How do you kind of keep up with that? And also because as you say, people are interested in your lifestyle because that's also part of what you're selling. How do you show up? Do you have a strategy for how you weave that throughout? No, <laughs> I don't. I'm not. I, that's why I said, like, I am not. I am not the best. I am not a Instagram or content expert. Um, I do have. If you want to get really, really granular, um, yes, the business is under my name, but our program, our formula, is the seven to seven. My husband is actually very present with the clients. He does mm. um, the coaching calls. He does a lot of our one to one calls. He does the sales calls. We're actually working on helping him not do so much in the business because he's working more than we would like him to. That's a whole other, that's a whole other story. Um, so I, I kind of have buckets of things that I share, but when it comes to like stories, I tend to forget a lot. I'll be honest. I try to get on there. I have a goal of like, okay, I know what I'm going to publish on my stories every single week. And I try to show up one time, but it's, I don't, I just try to come from it as like, if I can post a few uh, conversations every single week, I'm good because really our email list, our email list and our ads is where the strategy is. Instagram, mm. I kind of think of it as like, this is a for fun. This is where people are going to get to know me. They're going to get to trust me. They're going to read my content. But really the email list and the ads is where our leads are, are really coming from. Yeah. I love that distinction too, because it takes the pressure off Instagram becoming a core sales channel which I think is yeah. is really cool. Final question for you. What piece of advice would you give to someone? And I know you've got a really epic freebie that I, I'd love for you to speak to in a moment, but for someone who is like, right, I need to start building my funnel. I need to start building my email list. If you could say, tell them to do one thing today that's small, that's simple, that doesn't involve crazy tech or anything like that, what would what would that one thing be? that they could do today? If they have past clients, I would go check in with them. Like that would be the smallest thing is just go hop on the phone with them and ask them like, what are you working on? What are your current struggles? Where do you want to go? And I would ask those three questions. If you could ask those three questions, like what's your goal? Where do you want to go? What's in your way? actually those three questions and go talk to as many people as you possibly can with those three questions. That is going to unlock the messaging and the content you should be publishing, the freebie you should be publishing. And you will be shocked from those from those three questions. You literally can say, if you can, if it's honest and real and true, like, oh, would you like some help with that? It, it, it doesn't need to be fancy. It doesn't need to be complicated. That's literally how we made a lot of our money is being like, would you like help with that? And that question is so simple. And if you can help them and they want help, they will take you up on it. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Can you repeat those three questions one more time that you would ask your clients? Yeah. What are you working on? Where do you want to go? And what's in the way right now? Yes. Oh, that's so precise. Those questions are so good because understanding what's in their way, you're getting the language and the, Mm -hmm. and I think that's really cool too, because it becomes not what you think is they need to do, but it's like, what, what are they prescribing themselves as this is my issue right now? 
Yeah. And the first question really is for them to tell you like what's going on and also like what wins have you had? What's going good? Like that's mm. really how we start every conversation is like tell me what's going good. What are you working on? And then you see like current situation, then you see where they want to go, and then you see what's in the way. And that is the easiest way to sell someone, honestly. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Now talk to us about your freebie because I, I, I'm going to link it in the show notes, but I think it's going to really be valuable to our listeners. Yeah. So I think I gave you, cause we have a few different freebies, but I think I gave you the rich niche, high ticket evergreen system. Did I give you that one? Um, yeah. and that really is, is how to get high quality leads who are ready to buy right now. And that training will walk you through how you can figure out how do you find your rich niche and how do you get those leads that are high quality, the people who are ready to buy right now. Incredible. Okay. We're going to link that in our show notes because I know that people listening are going to want to download that. Where can people follow you and engage with you more, Nicole? Well, I have a podcast called The Shift Show and then Instagram is the easiest. That's where I am the most active and it's just my name, Nicole Culver. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been such a pleasure. There's been so, I'm going to listen back to this because there's so many things that you've shared that I'm like, oh my gosh, we need to do that. So thank you a bunch. It's been amazing. Oh, thank you so much. This was so fun. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you found that episode super, super valuable. And I hope that you took some notes, even that last takeaway, the one thing you can do today to increase your sales. That is pure gold. I'm going to go and do that myself. So I hope you found that helpful. If you love today's episode, please share it with a business buddy, share it on Instagram. We love, love, love hearing from you and love seeing you share the episodes far and wide. We want to help as many people level up their business as possible. So thank you so much for sharing with your buddies and for sharing on Instagram. As always, I'll be back here same time, same place next week. But in the meantime, my beautiful, lovely, creative friend, go get them.